Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults. The views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Holy cow. <laughs> Second try here. We've had some uh, issues here in the studio. We got that new camera and we're still breaking it in, apparently. Plus, I think YouTube is kind of being a little temperamental. It's an interesting day. <laughs> it's been an interesting day. Let's put it like that. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so I want to open with one of my favorite quotes. I was watching the show <clears throat> lately. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant show. And that it, uh, I think it's, it represents a, a pinnacle of American culture in many ways. And so I was, I was watching the show and I pulled this quote from one of the characters. And it's not exactly my favorite character either. And so I pulled this quote. And see if you can guess it before I tell you. Maybe people who create things aren't concerned with your delicate sensibilities, you know. Maybe the species that communicate with each other through the filter of your comfort are less evolved than the ones that just communicate. Maybe your problems are your own to deal with and maybe the, pub the public giving a shit about your feelings is a one-way ticket to extinction. It's the most brilliant thing I've ever heard come out of the mouth of Mortimer Smith from Rick and Morty. And it's played off right away, <laughs> but it's, it's brilliant. It really is brilliant. Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio again. I want to remind you to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron. I would appreciate that very much. Or if you'd rather send me money through the cash app, I have the, use the cash tag Shock Monkey Radio. Thank you very much. You can also follow me on social media. I swear our shows are better than this most of the time. Uh, we may have to skip, uh, uh or, or skim over the news worth knowing, but, uh, yeah, I want to remind you, Patreon uh, and Cash App and FXBGPublicRadio.com. Awesome. Like, share, and subscribe to my videos on YouTube. I would appreciate it very much. It's really tough for <laughs> uh, the little creator these days because now, you know, all the big companies are trying to, like, muscle in on places like YouTube. So I would appreciate it very much. Give me something to work with before I move to another platform or something. I don't know. Anyway, I want to talk a little bit about a show named Letter Kenny. I don't know if you've seen this show or if you've been into it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's a great show. But there's a, a, an episode in this series that really rubbed me the wrong way. And it's called Hard Right J. It's from season five, episode three. And so here's a basic gist of what happens in the episode. The Letterkenny Chiefs, the sports team, are changing their name because it's a sign of the times, you know. Hard right Jay, a person who is an exaggerated character, you know, with a tiki torch, of course, shows up in town to protest it. So he goes all around town asking people to join him in this. But it all takes place in the People's Republic of Canada. So he can't get any regular, any of the, any of the regular cast to join him. First, he goes to the skids. His contact in to the town via the dark web. Stuart and Rold say that they, they don't care that the Chiefs are changing their name because they are anarchists. Because they think it's cool to be an anarchist. But they're really just hedonists. Jay shows himself to be a supporter of, quote, skinheads from, uh, from a Curly from the Three Stooges reference. And also mentions Ron Ashton from Iggy and the Stooges digging the Nazi stuff. 
Jay then finds the main characters. He asks them to join his cause, but they don't care about the chiefs either, but pretend, <clears throat> pretend, but pretend to think it's a good idea. It's just something for them to talk about. They're too busy choring and to care about that, uh, that kind of thing that much. <clears throat> That's why Wayne calls Jay a little effing dramatic, eh? <laughs> Pitter-patter. Yes, pitter-patter. All lives matter. Hilarious. Anyway, Jay also mentions that they don't have many women in the hard right movement. So if women aren't involved, what's the point? It's only worth doing if women are doing it too. Anyway, Jay, give, uh, Jay gives himself away in this scene, or rather, Jared gives himself away. Because Jay says, you understand why it's important to fight the left, right? And Dan answers, I don't know it's necessary, much less important. But he adds a bunch of extra S's, as he always does. Anyway, Jared made Jay's character use the word fight first. But then Wayne says he'll fight Jay to come down to the protest. Wayne made himself the bully in that moment. This is the aspect of Wayne's character I hate the most. He just loves fighting. The autistic idiot. Every chance he gets, he's throwing hands. A real man avoids violence. And so Wayne is not a real man. Jay refuses the absurd challenge and goes to find the hockey players, Riley and Josie, and they are effing idiots. And they, they are currently coaching a female hockey team and they cannot keep them under control. So they blame their failures on Jay and refuse him as well because none of these characters can, see can be seen supporting the quote-unquote hard right. Jay does come off super sexist in this scene, to be sure, but this is just a character. An exaggerated caricature. Then they go to the protest. Tannis calls him a Nazi. He says, must be exhausting, ever paying taxes. Yada, yada, yada. And these Irish and Indian people beat up on a group of people for having a difference of opinion. Kind of out of character for those kinds of cultures, huh? That puts them all in the wrong. I know it's a Canadian show and props to Jared for writing a, hilar a hilarious episode about such sensitive topics. But after that episode, I lost a little respect for the bullies that they had become. Tannis was already a bully, but I'm talking about Wayne and them. Oh, squirrely Dan. Squirrely Dan. Being a bully. Squirrely Dan being a bully. Are, are you going to be one of these people wearing masks in public from now on? Come on out and tell us. Because you just look stupid to me. Don't get me wrong. I think you have every right to live that way if that's what you want. But if you think that you have the right to tell someone else to wear a mask, you are in the wrong. Worse, if you make your children wear a mask because of your fear, that's even worse. Children need to be exposed to all sorts of germs. They need to develop a healthy immune system. It's bad enough that I don't see kids playing outside anymore or digging in the dirt or catching frogs like I did when I was a kid. Now you keep them in climate controlled in a climate controlled bubble uh, that you call your homes and stunting your children physically, emotionally, and socially. In about 10 years, you will understand what I mean. People, not just children, need to see the faces of other humans. You ever seen that show Lie to Me? Human beings discern emotion from other people by looking at their faces, and the nose and mouth are a big part of that equation. 
Kids growing up today in the N95 age will be severely disadvantaged when it comes to social empathy. They won't be able to tell if someone is sad, angry, happy, joking, sarcastic, etc. And we are already in an internet age which removes the face-to-face dynamic uh, completely, which, with, which has caused people to take things they read on social media too literally. People are already pretending to or perhaps actually misunderstanding things like humor, satire, and sarcasm. Obviously, this is a dangerous, what, dangerous to the way we connect with each other. Already, this has put distance between us. People with masks, using it as a symbol of the social, social stance. Likewise with people who do not wear a mask. The greater our technology becomes, the more real social contact we need with each other. Because at McDonald's, there's no one there at the counter to wish you good morning. Just a cold, emotionless computer kiosk. Soon the hospitals will be like that. Soon everything may be like that. There could realistically be a future where from cradle to grave, a person could live their life without any contact with another human. Oh, God willing. We know that babies need contact with the mother to survive. But it doesn't end there. Anyone who has been around kids knows that they are constantly trying to climb onto their parents. Oh, kid, you're getting too big to be on my shoulders. Adults may see it as annoying, but that physical contact is something that the child instinctively knows they need. And that never, never really leaves the human condition. Sure, we don't want to climb up on our parents in their 20s, but they definitely want to climb up on top of someone. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down, don't get me wrong. I am angry and misanthropic, so a high-tech, low-touch world doesn't damage, uh, doesn't damage me so much, though I do want to climb on top of some people from time to time. But kids growing up today uh, need, a, need a, quote, good morning from the lady behind the counter at McDonald's. They need the doctor stroking their hair. They need to look at the face and see a smile, even if, it, even if the smile is a basic human reflex, because that reflex... The awkward smile in uncomfortable social, social situation is a learned behavior that is important to human, human society. So even if you choose to keep wearing masks from now on, every now and then you'll be in line at McDonald's and a kid will look up at you. Just pull down a mask real quick and stick your tongue out at them and put your mask back up like nothing happened. Make their day and save their emotional intelligence. In many ways, it does take a village to raise a child. And we are all the villagers. It breaks my heart to see kids being forced to wear masks. When I was a kid, some kid in my church got uh, chicken pox. And me and every other kid in town spent a day playing with him so that we all got it too. Where did that logic go? Oh, those wacky 80s. <laughs> anyway, why am I craving a Big Mac all of a sudden? <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so I was thinking about secession and civil war and, you know, just let California break off, <laughs> break off and go into the ocean. I was thinking about Lex Luthor's plan from Superman. Where, uh, not so bad an idea. Not, not so bad an idea. Does that make me Lex Luthor? Anyway, <laughs> I was thinking about secession and the civil war. And um, in the last civil war, the, the southern slave states tried to leave the union over the issue of slavery. Granted, uh, get it? Granted, General Grant. Granted, ending slavery is the correct moral call. 
But the fact of the matter is that the Northern Republicans raised an army to invade the Southern slave states and force them into compliance. Should California break off from the United States and become its own socialist nation, do you think it would be moral for Washington to send the army to California to keep it in the Union? Do we not need its ports? Do we not need its commerce? Do we not need Hollywood? <laughs> After all, in the first Civil War, the North still needed, to be, needed the textiles and other industries from the South. So should the United States invade California and force them into compliance should they secede? I don't think so. Just like I don't think that the North, I think, just like I think that the North invading the South in the 1860s was wrong, was the wrong call. Disregarding the reasons for secession, I don't think it's the job of the federal government to keep the union together. I think Lincoln was wrong in that call and hundreds of thousands of Americans died because of it. Of course, I think the union should remain intact, but not at the cost of blood. If the Confederate states went about its business, the North could still trade with the South and perhaps tariff them silly on slave-produced items. Eventually in the South, a Republican free the slaves movement would grow, and perhaps more forward-thinking and compassionate slave owners could slowly transition to freeing the slaves. Obviously, there is no guarantee that would happen, but I think it would have happened because this was an era where the Occidental nations of the world were starting to recognize slavery for the evil that it was. It could have happened, and it may have been a slow and long process, but I think it would have called, caused less blood. You could argue that the blood of the slaves would still be spilled, and of course you're right, but the other Underground Railroad would grow more, uh, more sophisticated and become a bigger movement. Little consolation, I understand, but would it equal 600 to 700,000 deaths before the South came around? Before the South asked to rejoin the Union in order to avoid a bunch of taxes? So should California break off and become the People's Republic of California? Sure. Let them find out where socialism leads. Let their bureaucratic wet dreams turn into a nightmare until they come running back to the U.S. All right. We're obviously, we're abbreviated the show today. I'm going to do uh, one more bit for the news worth knowing. We'll go quickly through that. But we're catching up on the mailbag. I've been sick for a while. You know, I've been collecting some mail, been putting it off. So we're going to go through the mailbag. All right, your emails to me. Okay, mailbag. Uh, where are you, madman? Uh, this is a couple weeks old. Um, I've, been, uh, I've been sick. I told you that. Uh, you should have unsent the email the second you heard my explanation, idiot. All right, let's go to this next one. Um, you should change your name to the mansplaining show. <laughs> That's funny. Um, uh, you know why my show hasn't been taken seriously, hasn't taken off, it hasn't taken viral? It's because I'm a white male. So the racism and sexism isn't on my end. So, uh, but this whole this whole mansplaining thing is just a bunch of women who are pissed off at their dads. All right, and it's and it's the reason why some guys are cutting off their junk and turning trans because they want someone to care about their views and opinions. Generally speaking, men are logic and pragmatic problem solvers. Women are emotionally based caregivers. Both approaches to everything are needed for humanity to survive. You need a hug because your feelings are hurt. Talk to a woman, but you need a man to tell you to suck it up and get used to having your feelings hurt because the world doesn't revolve around you. You need a problem solved, ask the man. 
You want a sandwich? Ask a woman. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but not really. Because you need nurturing. You need emotional support. You know, it's over. It's usually over comfort food with your mom or your sister, your aunt, your cousin, your best friend. Anyway, uh, where was I? Which email? That Okay. All right, let's go to the next email. Uh, Madman, I am from Wyoming and skip. <laughs> you, ever, you ever watch CinemaSins? Anyway, uh, I'll do one more. Save some for later. All right, we'll do one more. Uh, dear Shock Monkey Radio, love SMR. Uh, love watching. On November 2nd, you did a story about a vigilante dad who rescued his daughter from slavery and killed the boyfriend that sold her. Do you really think the guy should have trusted the slow bureaucratic police to act as act with the quickness to save his daughter or arrest, convict her boyfriend? Um, yes. Yes. Becoming a murderer to stop a murderer is, uh, a net evil. Evil begets evil. Uh, that's the Christian in me in that regard. Uh, that's the reason why Wayne sometimes pisses me off on letter Kenny. Uh, and the comic book, comic book nerd in me will tell you to read the classic story, Batman, the killing joke. Um, there's a scene where Gordon yells to Batman, take him, the Joker by the book. We need to show him that our way works. But then again, Batman is also a vigilante. So I, I don't know <laughs> how he could take a, a joke quote mode by the book. <laughs> I don't know how they could take him by the book End quote mode. Anyway, these are always going to be tough moral questions. In my opinion, I'm just a madman. You shouldn't trust me on news. You shouldn't trust my opinion. Hopefully you're here for the lulls and the mansplaining. Okay. So that's it. We're all caught up. Uh, email me. If you want me to read your emails on the show during a mailbag, every now and then I do them every couple months when I get a few. And, uh, yeah, you can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com, and I'll read your emails, madman at fxbgpr.com. And sure, if EK was in here, he'd be able to flash up that lower thirds that has the that has the email address where you can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. And I'll, uh, I'll answer your emails on the show sometime. Otherwise, I'm, gonna get, I'm going to continue talking to myself. And if EK were here, he would say, oh, it's time to, I would say, it's time to get into the news worth knowing. Hit the singer. But he's not in, in here right now. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, we're going to skim over these news articles. Obviously, the biggest news story of the day is the Rittenhouse trial. Uh, the jury is apparently still in deliberations. But did you see? <laughs> you probably already know what I'm about to talk about if you've been following this at all. But did you see that... Uh, prosecutor point point the assault the ar-15 i almost said assault rifles <laughs> did you see that did you see that he pointed the ar the armalite rifle <laughs> i don't know if it's ar for armalite just armalite the ar of armalite or if it's armalite rifle i don't know because it's usually like all those when you talk like about a m209 is like mark 209 you know, yeah, we're getting into the news worth knowing, just so you know, you can flash on my email like afterwards. I'm sure you do that anyway, uh, or is it probably all automated and stuff like that anyway? Yeah, but he took the rifle and like pointed it at the jury, you know, 
guilty, guilty, right? <laughs> guilty, guilty. <laughs> what a, you know, I've, I've thought for a while this guy's just like has to be deliberately throwing this case, you know. It, it, it's crazy. But uh, apparently the jurors are still talking about it, which I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing. I wouldn't really expect them to come back right away. You know, with, with a verdict. I think it is a tough, tough case, especially since they threw out the weapons charge, you know, uh, which, which they did with Kyle Rittenhouse. It's like uh, the judge threw it out. So I, I think that, I don't know, it's a, you certainly don't want to come out after two minutes. That's <laughs> what I mean. Uh, but I think maybe they should have because a lot of protesters, the longer they deliberate, the more protesters and troublemakers are going to start showing up. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, you could, you could argue that, you know, this has been coming for a while and people have known. And so the troublemakers are probably already there. But I mean, if you're not a troublemaker, I'd stay out, stay away from there. Uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, the entire case that they're talking about is like uh, a possibility of brewing up a similar situation, you know, and uh, it's, it's important. It's an important case. And uh, because of the preponderance of evidence, in my personal opinion, you could probably imagine where I stand on that because I'm a reasonable man who's smart-ish. Anyway, let's skim over this next news story. All right. Texas church is under fire after chance of anti viral phrase caught on video. Yeah, Texas church is coming under fire for uh, of the of a video showing people inside their place of worship chanting the anti-viral Biden phrase, anti-Biden, the viral anti-Biden phrase, let's go, Brandon. Uh, there's a quote here that says, a euphemism for, you know, less than well wishes for the president of the United States. And it's become a kind of radical conservative rallying cry. Oklahoma pastor Jeremy Coleman said on the video showing people within the non-denominational Cornerstone Church, Cornerstone Church in San Antonio, chanting the phrase. He said it's gut-wrenching and heartbreaking. Anyway, has more than 2 million views. Uh, the it, Obviously, it's like it, these things happen uh, in churches. You know, I don't think that they should. Um, that's just me. Uh, I do think that, uh, churches are places where, uh, people of like minds can convene, you know, but I think it all at, I think that church should be for everyone. And once every Democrat in that church, for example, probably walk, walking away. And that's why this, this article exists is because the guy who thinks that that is gut wrenching and heartbreaking should go go and find another church that more aligns with himself or is less political. I know throughout the centuries, you know, pastors and, and priests and stuff like that have influenced elections. I get that. Churches do that. Absolutely. But there's there's lots of churches. That's the point of America is like you can form your own church. You can form Scientology for God's sakes. So, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, it's... uh. I, I think you need to go and like uh, find find your church home. You know, I, I've been to churches that leaned left. You know, I've been to churches where a bunch of people were on acid at the lock-in. You know what I'm talking about? And, and I was just like, well, what's the name of your church? Because I know I'm never going there. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? 
And so it's, I think it's okay for churches to do that. And I think, you know, you should go on and find your own, uh, uh, church home. But I think generally the churches should try to stay non-political and let's be honest. Let's go. Brandon is political. Can you hear your cake coughing in the background? He's been sick. He caught it. I'm immune. All right. Let's, um, let's talk about joy Reid for a second. So she fr- fumes over Biden approval rating calls Americans ungrateful. I guess they spent the whole two K. Anyway, uh, far left MSNBC host Joy Reid derided and mocked Americans Monday for not being uh, sufficiently grateful to President Biden, snarking that they must have already spent their stimulus checks and aren't happy anymore. (laughs) That's a good lead paragraph right there. It's not even a paragraph. It's a single sentence and it covers the entire story, if you ask me. That's good. I think a paragraph should be three sentences. Uh, but that covers it. That really covers it. I guess you could break that up into three set sentences. People don't talk a lot, think that way anymore. We think in larger chunks now. They used to say is like you remember telephone numbers is like five to seven digits or five to nine digits, what the human brain can memorize. And I, I think it's gone up since then. I think it's been uh, been upgraded to like nine to fifteen. You know, and that means you know, we expand. It's human evolution, my friends. Anyway, so the idea is uh, she's blaming it on the money, the stimulus checks. And, you know, and the whole time they're like, oh, when it was happening, you know, it's not a bribe. It's not a bribe. Or, hey, you know, maybe if we bribe us again, we'll start liking Joe, Joe Biden again. You know, it's, it's funny because the Democrats are like, but we paid you. <laughs> Didn't we pay you to do this? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Not convinced. Anyway, let's go on to this next story. This is uh, actually kind of the biggest story, if you ask me. So uh, China claims Biden denounced <clears throat> Taiwan independence, but warns U.S. is playing with fire. So China claimed today that President Biden denounced Taiwanese independence from the communist nation, but warned that the U.S. is playing with fire in the South China Sea. Anyway, <sighs> New round of threats arose following hours-long virtual summit between Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping that marked the most extensive talks the world uh, leaders have engaged in since Biden took office. In a readout following the talks, Chinese officials and Biden reiterated U.S. support for the one-China policy and claimed that the U.S. president does not support Taiwan independence. All right. Everyone, Everyone knows this. Everyone understands this. And none of us are surprised. Anyone who has any sense are not surprised. Biden's an old, forgetful old man that craps himself. All right? No one's scared of somebody like Joe Biden. All right? They would be more scared of Jen Psaki. God forbid. You know what I'm saying? That's why China thinks they can bully the United States. And this is bullying. One could argue that the U.S. should stay out of the that hemisphere. Fine. Argue that point. But the issue here is that the Democrats, and specifically Joe Biden, has made us look weak. Made us look weak on an international stage. And that means all the nations of the world. 
will start trying to take advantage of what's going on in the United States. Because United States news kind of dominates the world. You do know that. Sure, everyone has their gets their local news and so forth. Anyway, we'll come back around to the local news thing. Anyway, let's talk about those Navy sailors we talked about last week who are refusing the COVID-9 uh, vaccine. Uh, they will be discharged and will face administrative actions. <clears throat> so the U.S. Navy sailors who refuse to comply with coronavirus vaccine mandate will be discharged and could face other administrative, administrative actions. In order to ensure a fully vaccinated force, the U.S. Navy policy is to process for separation all Navy service members who refuse the lawful order and receive COVID-19 vaccination and do not have approved exemption, the NAV admin said in a statement on Monday. The COVID cons uh, Consolidated Disposition Authority, led by Chief of Naval Personnel Vice Admiral John Knoll Jr. and the Chief of Naval Reserve Vice Admiral John Muston, uh, will also separate sailors who fail to get the vaccine. Sailors who don't comply are only separated for refusing the vaccine and receive a low and general discharge under honorable conditions. As low as a general dis discharge under honorable conditions. <sighs> Active duty sailors had until uh, November 14th to get their last dose, dose of the vaccine in order to be fully vaccinated by November 28th. Members of the Naval Reserve had until December 14th to get their last dose of the vaccine. Uh, they can refuse other uh, uh, other benefits, as they say, like incentive pay, bonuses, and you know stuff like that. Special pay. There's a bunch of different things like that. You know, uh, what they, like combat pay, hazard pay, all kinds of things in the military for stuff like that. Anyway, uh, yeah. So here's a quote that I'm going to end on here on this story: Navy service members refusing the vaccine who are in frocked status should be defrocked as soon as possible. I want to tell you a story about being in the Navy. I was in the Navy. I made E5. Everyone knew I was a short timer. Everyone knew I was a short timer. But I made E5. I made E5. And I was what they called frock status E5 from that time uh, about like four, four or five months out when I was supposed to get out until I got out. I never received pay. Lots of people who make E5 receive their pay faster than that, especially if you work in J1. So my point is, <laughs> admin is what I'm talking about. If you work in admin, you get stuff real fast. You know, you're a guy who pissed off a lot of people because he's a mouthy sailor who's short timing, getting out. You're not gonna, you're gonna be in that frock status and never actually get paid E5. I never got paid E5. I was paid E4 until I got out. And that's the point. It's like, this is an insult. It's, I mean, it's not something new in the military. This is the point. They've always been fascist, if you ask me. <laughs> and this is kind of fascist. It's too experimental, if you ask me. First generation of these drugs, and it has to go into everybody? Get out, get out of here. All right, let's talk about something local. Virginia School Board versus course on ban of sexually explicit books after move seen as un unconstitutional. School board in Northern Virginia reversed course Tuesday regarding the planned removal of sexually explicit books from school libraries, rescinding a previous vote after dozens of parents, students, and uh, educators voiced concern about banning certain books, some arguing the move was unconstitutional. The Spotsylvania County School Board rescinded the vote, Fox 5 DC reported. 
After public discussion went on for hours Monday at Monday night, as 68 people had signed up to speak, hundreds, including parents, students, teachers, and librarians, were in attendance. The Freelance Star reported. The heated public discussion came after the board moved last week to remove all books considered sexually explicit, but failed to develop specific qualifications on what categorization meant. Two parents had expressed concern over the content of two books, Call Me By Your Name and 33 Snowfish, which the daughter had access to through the Riverbend High School. That is like, seriously, like stones throw from where I live. (laughs) But several speakers uh, gathered in Chancellor High School's auditorium. I've been there. Monday directed their outrage at two board members, Kirk Twig and Robbie Abus- Abusmel. Uh, Robbie is a friend of mine. <laughs> I know that guy who publicly declared the books to be burned, which critics compared the, uh, the, uh, to the Nazi regime's book burnings before the onset of the Second World War. A petition for him, his removal, had uh, 1,045 signatures by Monday night, and many attendees had signs demanding he resign or face recall, the Freelance Star reported the newspaper of Fredericksburg. Uh, Quote, you have made local, state, national news, and not for a good reason, one woman said at a meeting, according to Fox 5. A male librarian said, I can't believe I'm standing here tonight at the school board. I'm getting emotional in America in 2021 and having to talk about books being banned. Quote, I have a message for every single student to you school board. You have failed us. Abusmail, who is 24, and uh, forgive me if I get the right name wrong. I've never gotten it right, bro. I, I call you Rabbi H because that's how your name is spelled. <laughs> Minus a B from Rabbi. Anyway, who is he's 24, the youngest uh, school board member ever elected in Virginia, has since apologized for his remarks, remarks about burning books. Good boy. Telling news outlets he misspoke out of frustration. Clever. He, however, had insisted his criticism of the books was not because they featured LGBTQ characters, but instead over concerns of materials depicting pedophilia. Quote, unquote, pedophilia. Good boy. Taught you well. <laughs> good card. Good, good hearted kid. He's just, uh, what's the word? Impetuous. <laughs> uh, we should, quote, we shouldn't remove the books. That they, uh, because they have a gay character, he said, but any books that have pornographic material or pedophilia in them do not belong in the school system. Yes, sir. That is absolutely correct. Several speakers Monday demanded he go further to issue a public apology to the school division's 34 librarians who were pulled from the normal duties to scan their collections for inf- offensive material. The librarians had to read. Uh, quote, this, this board doesn't understand who our students really are. One county librarian said, we have students who are victims of sexual abuse. We have those who have been forced to prostitute, who have uh, two moms or two dads who identify as LGBTQ+, and those home, whose home is drug infested. The school library is a safer place for them to find themselves in a book. Okay. Uh, quote, I feel that one of our jobs as parents is to keep tabs on what our children read, another parent said. Their conservatives or religious should not dictate what the school library offers my child because they have an objection. Call Me By Your Name uh, by Andrea Ackerman depicts a romantic relationship between a 17-year-old boy and a 24-year-old visiting Jamaican, Jamaican, excuse me, visiting American Jewish scholar at his parents' cliffside mansion on the Italian Riviera. How I made that. I don't know. It was developed into a movie starring starring Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet. 
Anyway, 33 Snowfish by playwright and Pulitzer Prize finalist and Adam Rapp tells the story of three homeless youths in Chicago, one an orphan fleeing a caretaker who produces pornography, the second who is a child prostitute, and a third who uh, murdered his parents and kidnapped his younger brother to sell. Board member Baron Braswell had indicated last week that he intended to put forward, uh, forward a motion to rescind the 6-0 vote to ban sexually uh, explicit books after the school board attorney advised the move could be considered unconstitutional. So here's my point. It's like, this is happening in our town. Here in Fredericksburg, here in Spotsylvania County, here at my alma mater. I went to Chancellor High School. I've, <laughs> I performed a band in that auditorium where all this took place. You know, uh, I think people are catching on to the bullshit. And I think that that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So I want to remind you again to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron. I would appreciate your support. Sorry for our technical difficulties at the beginning, but hey, you know, I got less to edit tomorrow. Hey, <laughs> so I'd appreciate your support. Maybe we can provide, provide more content. But uh, there was an email I didn't read. Uh, because they were talking about, it's like, why don't you do more shows? And I was like, well, it takes money to buy time at FXBG Public Radio. It's not much. You know, if I had like four patrons, I could get another hour here at FXBG Public Radio. So I would appreciate it that, you know, if I got like four more patrons, maybe I could stretch it out to two hours or maybe two different hours or two different times a week. It depends on the schedule. You know, a lot of people coming through the studio. But check out FXBGPublicRadio.com. There you can, uh, if you're in the Fredericksburg area, you know, you can come and you can, uh, uh, you know, do, if you, you know, there's guitars hanging on walls. There's keyboards everywhere. There's like, there's, you know, they got ukuleles in corners and stuff like that. You know, they got people, they got all sorts of special microphones and isolation booths and the sound dampening cone things. It's fancy. It's the real thing. FXBGPublicRadio.com. Yeah. But this is going to be the end of the show. I'm, I'm, I'm the madman. This has been shock monkey radio and I love you.